I've been praying for the non-believers. All my neighbors thinking I will leave her. Awful eager to fall for all deceivers. They don't care what the creator prefers. They don't believe in walking up to Peter. They don't believe in God, Jesus either. Go from breeders and the instant reapers. Listen to the tweeters, the twisted leaders, misdemeanors. Then you go for felonies. Hello and welcome to Be Vigilant. I'm your host, Matt Dean. Today with me is my good friend and also podcaster, Alonzo Hardy. Today's episode is sponsored by Valerie M. Longtime listener, we thank you again for all your support financially and prayerfully. Alonzo, what's going on today? Hey, Matt. Thank you, man. I'm all right, brother. Thanks for having me on the show again. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, we appreciate everything you do. We appreciate you coming out here and uh, talking with me. And what's life been up to for you? Man, um, you know, besides just working, it's been a little crazy working. Um, Excuse me. I ran out, did my 26th episode on my Mm -hmm. podcast. So I'm still working on that. Still, you know, working on some other kinks in it that I'm working towards fixing. So they just keep at it. It's a great, great podcast. That is uh, True G Ministries. Yes. True G Ministries. Where can people find you on that? You can find me on Anchor. Um, I have a few episodes on Podbean. Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and I'm also on public radio right now. I haven't really transitioned everything over to Podbean, but I'm working on it. All right. And uh, if somebody wants to uh, get more information, Facebook, right? Alonzo Hardy. Yep. You can reach out at Facebook and reach me at um, Alonzo Hardy or truedreamministries.wordpress.com or just my regular email, ahardy535 at gmail.com. Right. And we'll put some of those links on our digital episode for all of our friends and family that listen online. Once again, if you like something on the show, you can find us on all those same places. We're on Podbean, Amazon, Spotify, uh, reach out to Becky on Facebook. It's just so hard to be in so many social medias out there, right? Oh my goodness, man. (laughs) And still learning about how to actually utilize that platform to get your voice out there. But ultimately the message is sharing the gospel. Correct. That's what we had uh, Deke here who does our intro song. He said, man, you just kind of got to pick one social media and just pour all your focus in on that. So he's done Instagram and a lot of those guys do that or they're on TikTok, which I'm refusing TikTok. I, a lot of people use it. And if you're using it for, for kingdom work and to promote scripture, I just I don't trust the Chinese Communist Party with my cell phone. <laughs> That's the truth. And, and hey, you, you're going to get your, uh, your favorite little uh, Chinese person that's gonna track what you do maybe just say some kind words for him and pray for him i guess that's what you do if you're on tiktok well hey man i don't know man i'm not doing tiktok whatsoever yep so i'm glad you're here i love everything you do and everything you're you you bring out into the world about being a christian man in today's world and what i want to talk to you today specifically is what does being a disciple mean to alonzo and uh how do we grow more in that? So just to start us off, what does being a disciple mean to you? Well, for me, being a disciple, Matt, is actually similar like an apprentice, right? Hmm. For, say, someone who wants to learn electrician, you go to an electrician, you become a part of their program, you become an apprentice. So <clears throat> being an apprentice of Christ is everything. And that's the beginning part of our discipleship under the Lord and finding your way with him and walking with him. Um, a couple of weeks back, I did a Bible study with um, Disciple, Disciple Men's Network, and it was about sp- spiritual physics. Hmm. <clears throat> and one of the things we talked about is 
to know God is to trust God, to love God is to obey God, to obey God is to abide in God, to abide in God is to be disciple of God, to be disciple of God is to know the truth of God, and to know the truth of God will set you free in God. And it stuck with me tremendously. And the one thing I realized as we're learning to become disciples, and I believe that I have become a part of that discipling of God because you have to know who you are in Christ. And the enemy have, you know, gotten people all mixed up with the truth. You, If you can't trust who God is until you know who he is. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happening right now. Yeah, that's a... Uh... It's a crazy world we live in, and it just I love that that saying there to know God. To me, every day as I read Scripture, I get to know Him a little bit better because I know now what He wants me to do better than I did yesterday, right? Amen. And I think as men like you and I coming out of that that different lifestyle that we did when we were younger and we were fools. I mean, don't be offended if I call you, but not at all. I know I was. I was dumb. I was I was running, living for the world, and so every day that I read Scripture, and some days I miss those days. I'm I'm human. But every day when I do read it, I realize that God wants me to be something bigger and something better, right? Amen. I mean, learning how to walk in God's mighty word and building your life on his foundation, that will help disciple you. But also at the same time, we have to be so vigilant and be aware that the enemy is always looking for something to distract you and I and take us off of what God has already Pre-deen, I mean, you know, predestined for us and planned out for our path. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. And the world's full of it, and I fall victim to that, too. Becky and I were just talking yesterday about, you know, we don't watch tons of garbage on TV. We watch garbage on TV. But it's more just this, like, mind-numbing noise in the background. And we're going to work to cut that that garbage out, right? Because we need to stay sharp. We need to stay bit, be vigilant. That's the name of the show. I yes, mean, it is. God had laid that on my heart you know, a year or so ago that this this verse from Peter is really what we need to be focused on to continue to, for me, that's my discipleship program is to be sober and to be vigilant because we know the enemy, the devil, wants to tear everything out of our life and make it all chaotic, right? Yeah, you're so right about that, Matt. Um, you know, one thing I, I would say, um, as a learning more and more about God's Word and becoming a disciple, it's, it's like um, in Proverbs, I think it's 27... 13 iron sharp mm-hmm. iron. yep 27 13 yeah i think that's what it is so as iron sharpens iron and i'm becoming a disciple in christ's word and i'm learning to disciple my children i'm sharpening them just like i'm monitoring what they're doing and hopefully they're able to sharpen me and we sharpen our family with the iron the enemy really wants to take our children away Um, I've been working towards Urban Youth Collaborative, Mm -hmm. so we actually will be starting in Spokane, hopefully, by the end of this month, if not the beginning of next month. I met with a few pastors already, and next week I'm meeting with a few other pastors, and we're going to try to get a plan together. So that's what I've been working on as well, and it'll be a part of a discipleship program for me. That's awesome. I was going to ask you about that, because when you first brought that up to me, I thought that sounded so cool. So besides working double shifts to feed the family, you're also working on this. You got a podcast. You're just sitting on your hands, right? Pretty much right now, man. I'm sitting on my hands just, you know, asking the Lord to continue giving me the strength, the guidance, and the visualization of what he wants me to do. Sometimes if I'm sitting down and I'm looking for a message, if God doesn't give me a clear, precise message and I don't feel it and hear it in my heart, 
I pause mm. until he says, hey, this is what I need you to talk about. And, you know, I don't want to just fill the airwave with just me speaking just to speak. I want it to be a meaning that's a message that's going to impact, invite people, and inspire those to walk with Christ. That's the main goal. Amen. That's awesome. So as we deepen, how do we deepen or grow in our discipleship? You know, you always have some great scripture on how you guide your life. And what's that look like for the modern man? Wow. Um, in order to deepen yourself as a disciple in Christ's word, like I mentioned already, you have to be grounded. You need to have your foundation in God's word. And you can't just believe what man tells you, whether it's from the pulpit, whether you're watching something online. You need to actually search out the scriptures, sit down, study what God is telling us, and utilize it by speaking it into existence as well. Mm -hmm. But one of the things I was working on was um, Philippians 3. Yeah, Philippians 3, verses 8 through 9, and it says... More than that, I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ, Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them but rubbish so that I may gain Christ. You know, we have to be able to throw out the rubbish in order to allow the, um, the Lord to minister to us and allow the Holy Spirit to work in our hearts. And verse 9 says, and may we and may be found in him not having a righteousness of my own from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which comes from God on all the bases of faith. Mm -hmm. I think as a disciple, if I'm not finding these different things to relate to and as a Christian man and how we relate it to the young younger generation today, the younger generation believe that it's okay to do the things they're doing. You know, young men believe now that they're supposed to wear dresses. I'm against that. Mm -hmm. Young women think they're supposed to be men. I'm against that. But at the same time, they have this sense of belonging that they're looking for. And if they're not getting it from their family or their parents or a strong man of God such as yourself or myself or any of the other men that we're a part of that circuit, They've been fed these lies, and these false teachers are out there teaching our children all this stuff, and we have to stand strong and be ready for that. Yeah, that's awesome, and <clears throat> I, I love that. Whatever that that translation you're you're reading there, the the rubbish. That's a great to me. I always think of British people when I think of rubbish, but it is true. And we were talking before we started recording here about the garbage that we need to get rid of. The the what, what did we talk about? Uh, travel ball. Right? Travel ball, yep. If you want to be a strong man of God, but you tell your children it's okay for five months a year, we're going to skip church and we're going to go play soccer, which I don't know who's playing soccer. I know the World Cup just happened. Somebody won it, I'm sure. We're Americans. Football is our sport, right? Amen. <laughs> hey, hey, right there. How about that? We talked about that, too. The NFL has co-opted God's day. And there are so many men that will sit home and watch a playoff game instead of going to, to church. Yep. Even with DVR these days. I, I don't know. I grew up diehard Raiders fan. They're breaking my heart left and right. But over the last couple of years, as I've gotten closer to God, he's taken that, that care about football on Sundays. You know, I would never miss a church service for football, Same but here. I don't even care if the Raiders win or lose anymore, because what I care about is, is Christ focused, right? Amen. So how, how do you, you know, like you said, how do we get past people that want travel ball instead of church? 
I think um, in order for people to get past that, get past that, and put God first and mm-hmm. not the sport, we can't live through our children through a sport that we once were good at and we never mm. was professional with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Travel ball is what it says. It's a ball that travels, right? I mean, <laughs> the word, the gospel travels from this radio airwave into a heart of a lost young man or a lost young woman, knowing that they are loved, they belong to Christ first Amen. things first. Parents have to be very mindful and not allow travel ball to dictate how they go to church and when they go to church. Mm-hmm. I think it's something like you mentioned earlier, we mentioned that it's been happening a, a long time ago already, like your wife Becky mentioned. But at the same time, how can I justify that it's okay for me to send my son to, I don't know, basketball camp every Sunday, but he's not being grounded in God's word? Because I said, okay, you could go read some scriptures, but he's missing the, that fellowship in the church with the saints. Mm-hmm. So I think men and women, you know, your family members, adults, you need to listen in your heart what the Lord is telling you. It's all right for our kids to be in sports. But we need to limit that time on Sundays for the Lord. Amen. That's that's so true. And I'm not saying that athletics aren't a necessity for young people. It's a great way to socialize. It's a great way to keep your body in good shape. But parents, Christian parents, you need to start ranking your life. And God needs to be number one. God needs to be on the top. And God tells us to go to church. You know, I don't practice it, but just practicing the Sabbath. The Sabbath doesn't start at 11 a.m. on church service on Sunday. You know, my pastor has told me he's read before that if you're going to practice the Sabbath or you're going to decide to go to church, it happens on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. You decide to go to bed early enough to get up to go to that Sunday school to be there for that morning service. And again, on Sunday night, if your church has it, give God one day a week. And I can tell you this much. When you do give God that Sabbath, he blesses you. He refreshes you. You you can be able to take on Satan's wiles. Right. That's right. I mean, he will definitely bless us as we're honoring him on that Sabbath day. But as we are being disciple, just be, when we're there on Sundays, we're there on Sundays. But it's what happens on Monday morning. Mm. It's what happens throughout the day on Monday and throughout the rest of the week, Monday through Saturday. Are you sitting down studying the scriptures? Are you being grounded in God's word? Are you praying to the Lord? Are you asking him to give you vision and and allowing you to sit down and write out the things that he wants you to write out, you know, write your visions on your tablets. Mm. But at the same time, if I'm sitting down and I'm at home and I'm studying, but I'm not involving my children in the study, I'm losing something. And and for me, I realized that sometimes it could become a selfish desire of for me to be continue to being filled. Mm-hmm. But I need to allow the Lord to work through me and use me as a vessel so that my children could stay discipled as well. Amen. That's, I think a lot of us forget that and that's an eye opening for, for me as well. So I thank you for that. But once you have kids, right, you know, I was, I was allowed to adopt my children now and your life changes. It's no longer about me if you're a good parent. And so you're, all you're looking to do is raise your child in the best way. And if we let the world raise our kid, they're going to be raised like the world and they're going to be raised like Satan. If we let God raise our children, we're going to have the next generation of young Christian soldiers, right? Yep. That's right. My daughter told me last night, I'm a soldier for Christ. Oh, okay. Sorry. 
<laughs> she's about 4'11", so she's a mighty soldier for Christ. Well, she got a big heart, man. Yep. And if her heart is all about sharing the gospel and exposing the, the truth to those who need to hear it, mm -hmm. whether it hurts someone's feelings or not, I believe that when we share the message and we're out there working towards discipling the youth, working towards discipling ourselves and our own families, sometimes the truth hurts but it's necessary in order for people to actually have their eyes open. The worldly system is have found a way to dictate, to diminish the word of God in the schools and the churches sometimes, and you have people all about their programs. It's about mm. this program. It's about that programming. What about the discipling program? There you go. If we don't have that in the church, it hurts us tremendously, and men, especially men, um, as well as our youth, men are being pushed to the back burner in a lot of the churches today. And when you have a church that has a strong foundation for the men's ministry, men's discipleship program, it changes things. You know, I have a friend who's been coming to church the last few months, I say about three months straight now, after him and his family haven't been there for about five years pretty much. It started with him and one of his sons. Yesterday, he came to church with four of his sons, All right. you know, with four of them, and he's missing one boy, you know, the oldest. I continue to pray for him, continue to say that the Lord will open his heart so that he can disciple his children the way he needs to disciple them. Mm -hmm. And it's nothing that I did is that when I, when he was hurt and I was there, I was available. I was ready. And the Lord is using me to continue giving him scriptures but allowing his own heart to be saturated with God's word. And now he's starting to change again. And it's just awesome watching him grow back in the word of God. Yeah, that's beautiful. And that's I think that's a lot of things that men forget is that we're here to bear one another's burdens. And women too as well. But mm -hmm. like you said, I liked how you said men are being pushed to the back burner, right? There's this feminine divine, right? Becky's been researching this, is this this that men aren't important. If you see most of the transgender surgeries, and I'm not saying that women don't want to become men anymore, but the majority of them are men wanting to become women. Yep. That's Satan right there saying, you know, here comes the whore and we're going to try to make, we're going to emasculate all men because we're going to want women to become men and they're not going to be the masculine men that God wants us to be and leads us out. So for you to say that the men are pushed to the back burner, that's so true. And this is what we're seeing. Satan is coming hard. And it, we're in the last days. We have to be. I mean, really, we were as soon as Jesus ascended to heaven. That's when the, mm -hmm. the, the end times started. So as we dig further into this, do you have any specific process that you use to become a stronger disciple for Christ? Yeah. Um, I, I mentioned it before. When mm -hmm. I first had my life transitions, it was about me renewing my mind, learning more about the Lord. But for me, the most important part of that was repositioning my walk. And once I did that, mm -hmm. I learned that I needed to be grounded in God's word. That's the only way I could be discipled. I don't think that, yeah, there's a lot of discipleship programs that you could be a part of. There's a lot of ministries you could be a part of. But when you're sitting there and you're reading God's word and you're allowing the word to saturate your spirit, saturate your heart, feed your spirit, man, God finds ways to demonstrate the things he wants you to do for him. Mm -hmm. And when you hear 
in that still moment, the Holy Spirit speaking to your heart, and you know for sure that it's God and not the enemy, but being vigilant at the same time because the enemy knows the word as well. Oh, yeah. And the so enemy true. tries to <clears throat> use these things to distract you and I from doing the kingdom work. Mm-hmm. Believe me, I've been, um, I felt like there's a few times more than usual that I've been attacked in certain areas. And it's trying to stop me from sharing. It's trying to stop me from getting the message out. But because we have platforms such as Be Vigilant that allow me to share and allows you to share and allows others to come onto your show that are men of God, women of God, and we're preaching the truth. And I'm not adding to the word. I don't want to paraphrase the word. I want it to be exactly what the Lord has here for mm-hmm. us. And that's that's the main thing, you know. Um, in John 8, um, let me make sure I'm there in the scripture. John 8, 31 and 32, right? <clears throat> it says, so Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed him, if you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Mm-hmm. Being a disciple of God, you're going to learn the word. The word is going to be truth, and it's going to set you free. Just because a man preaches the gospel from the pulpit, and if you're in a church and they're not using their Bibles, I think you should look into that. I mean, I believe in opening my Bible every Sunday. I believe in taking notes every Sunday. And I believe in the things my pastor, um, Pastor Mache, mentions from the pulpit. But I also go home and I search the scriptures for my own self. Mm-hmm. Because there's something that the Lord is speaking to myself, you, and everyone else who's serving on Sundays in the congregation as a corporate whole. But when you're alone in your own time, he speaks to us a little differently Amen. about certain things. That's that's a great scripture you pulled out there. That's actually our uh, for your, our recovery program, Reformers Unanimous. That's the motto, only the truth makes free. And it's taken from that verse right there because only knowing Jesus or knowing only Jesus is what's going to make you free. It's going to take the addictions away. It's going to take the world away because we start to focus on the man that could have done anything that he wanted to, right? He was 100% God while he was here, and he willingly went to that cross for my sin, for your sin, for just one sin. That's what it says, the wages of sin, just one, damn us to hell. And this, you know, sinless being, if you want to call him that, allowed himself to be sacrificed for our sins, to go to hell, to beat hell, to, you know, eventually come back for us all. To me, that's how I look at my life, and I say I need to be a better disciple for Christ because I need to be that warrior, and I know you feel the same way. Yes, I do. And I think God allowed men like you and I in our early life to be warriors for other reasons, stupid reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, we've joked before on the sh- when you've been on the show, you're East Coast, I'm West Coast. It's like Tupac and Biggie. If you get that <laughs> reference, you get that reference. If yeah. not, but— we've lived these weird lives that God allowed us to walk through the fire and to harden our outer shell so that we can go back into the fire and say, Hey guys, look, this is what we need to be doing. Right. That's the truth, man. You know, uh, another thing that, you know, as we speak today in discipling, when you just mentioned, when we lived a certain life and harden that shell, that shell might be our outer man, but mm-hmm. it's the inner man that's been hardened. It's the heart. And if, we we have heard the gospel before. Prior to us even, you know, serving the Lord, I know I heard it. Oh, yeah, me too. But my heart was so hardened, I had no idea where I was at. 
Yep. So it wasn't until that time when the Lord softened my heart and said, yeah, this is what you need to do, my son. And then I repent and accept mm-hmm. Christ as my Lord and Savior. And even then, I still struggle with my walk and understand understanding that Jesus is my Lord. So guarding your heart, if you have a heart and heart, for those listeners, you know someone who has a heart and heart, share the gospel with them Amen. in love, but be truthful. You don't have to sugarcoat anything. And be mindful. People are always watching you. So when you're sharing the gospel, <laughs> yep. make sure that you're being authentic yourself and not just gum dropping on them because they're going to see through the fakeness and they're going to understand that you're not real. We stand up for the kingdom. We stand up as a warrior for Christ. The spiritual warfare is real. You have to put your armor on every day. If you're not suiting up with the armor of God every day, you're opening up opportunities to lose the battle. Yep. That's so true. And as you you were speaking earlier, you know, we're we're talking mostly about how men can become better disciples. It hit me, and I don't know if you want to speak on this too, but it hit me as the women in our lives. You got to have that strong, godly Christian woman in if you are listening and you are a Christian woman, are you supporting your man in the biblical sense that he can stand up and be the godly man that you know that he needs to be? Because I see a lot, you know, I've been to a lot of different churches around, and the women, you see these these men that are just kind of back road to the woman. And it's hard, I think, for a strong woman to say, no, God has a place. God has jobs for each one of us. You know, you get to bring the children and you have that bond that men can never have right right um i i do believe it's very important for the woman of a husband to understand where she is in her discipleship walk, mm-hmm. right? um as an individual as a family member as a whole together the two become one flesh right so my wife jamie she's a sweet woman i love her she's um my out of conscience, when I know there's certain things I want to try and talk about or attempt, I have to pray to the Lord first, but then I go to my wife and mm-hmm. ask her about certain things, and she's always been on point with that with me, being that solid rock for me. It hurts sometimes, huh? Oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> but but you know what? I have to know that she's who an extension of me mm-hmm. because those two became one. Amen, yeah. I've got a wife just like that. Sometimes she likes to put me in check or she doesn't like to, but she does and I'm glad for it. Same here, man. But yeah, it is we need to we need to get back to the the true scriptural roles of man and woman because together like you said they're one flesh. We've got about a minute left. Tell everybody again how to get a hold of you and how to listen to you. Well, yeah, you can find me um True Dream Ministries on Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, and like I said I have a few episodes on Podbing. I could be reached at True G Ministries, WordPress.com or ahardy535 at gmail.com. And 509-230-9298 is my cell phone number. You can reach out to me, shoot me a text if you want to be on my show someday. There you go. Hey, Lonzo, thanks again for coming on our show. I pray that your show continues to reach people and continues to affect people. And we'll have you back again because I love just hanging out and talking with you. Uh, Once again, thank you. And uh, everybody else out there, till next time, remember to be sober, be vigilant. Goodbye. To the old me. God made me anew. And I'm so grateful. I'm lucky I'm even in the room. I know they want to kill kids in the womb. Try to get to heaven. Here's the interview. Praying soon enough.